the best, you got the best. I'm Matt Porter, and you're listening to The Kiss Room, live on Monco Radio, coming to you from Montgomery County Community College here in Bluebell, PA. We have a jam-packed show. In the studio with me today will be Frank Hagen from Kiss Mask Fanzine. You will hear the first episode of Superfan Andy's Kiss Cruise Commentary. And we will be joined by the one and only Bruce Kulik in the Kiss Room. We're going to talk about the tour. We're going to talk about all things Kiss. We're going to play a ton of Kiss. And if you want to get yourself kissed...
this room. We're back on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. It's our July show. I'm in the studio here with Frank Hagen. Frank, how are you? Hey, hey, Kiss Army. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Friday, the 27th of July. We're rocking. We will be talking to Bruce Kulik later, and we've had a bunch of requests from some of the Bruce fans checking in. We're going to talk to Frank. We're going to talk to Bruce. So we've got super fan Andy's Kiss Cruise commentary all coming up on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet.
All right. All the Bruce fans are checking in. Bruce Kulik's going to be on the line later, and a lot of you are letting us know that you want to hear some Bruce. We got That was for Cameron. The next song is from Phil, all the way in Britain, wants to hear Turn on the Night. So we're going to play a bunch of Bruce today, and then we're going to head into some new stuff after this on The Kiss Room on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet. Kiss Room. It's a little bit quarter after three here on Friday. We're rocking. I'm in the studio with Frank Hagen. Frank, what's happening? 
Oh, everything's happening. Kiss is happening. Kiss the is tour. happening. The tour is back on. We gotta love that. Um, yes, for those of you that are my faithful followers, you know that I was there in the first night, Bristow, Virginia. Pretty, pretty incredible. There's a lot of talk going on about what do you think of the tour? Is it enough? Is it like are they why a shorter set? Things like this. I'm gonna put it like this to everybody listening. It's exactly what they said it was gonna be, which is a co-headlining tour between two of the greatest party rock bands you're going to get. How, how do you compare the Sonic Boom Tour to this tour? Sonic Boom Tour was just a KISS show. I mean, right. like, when you come down to it, it's like you were going to go and it was KISS. Think if, about it really... If you're removing Motley Crue from it. Well, it, it's it's much shorter. And both, I mean, it's it's hard to compare because of the fact that they only played about 12 songs. It was only a little, maybe over an hour. Um, that I mean, sure, that's a little disappointing. It's a greatest hits tour. I mean, they really did stuff from all the early albums with the exception, obviously, they added in, um, you know, Hell or Hallelujah, but it's a, they're both both bands are doing greatest hits. It's basically the crew did everything. If they were promoting their Decade of Decadence greatest hits CD, they pretty much stuck to that playbook. With Obviously, they put in their new song, which you'll hear in a little bit, called Sex. They put in uh, the lead song was Saints of Los Angeles, but they stuck to the tried and true crew set list. Kiss the did the same. Sure, it's all the hits. I mean, the same thing with Kiss. I mean, when you go down the line and you're thinking to yourself, you got Love Gun. Gene does um, God of Thunder with the blood again. So it's like things like that. Now, people say, oh, but you've seen that before. I love that. When they do the blood, there's nothing better than Gene spitting the blood and doing God of Thunder. Okay, he added sparklers to his yeah, boot. Yeah, <laughs> it's heavy drama. I mean, it's just rock and roll drama. It's fantastic. It's You know, it really was an everybody going crazy crazy and they see it and you know he's going to breathe fire and they're doing their thing and a lot of people obviously are worried oh how's Paul's voice Paul's voice sounded great you know it's like I think he was in good shape obviously we were there the first night which was fantastic um, now the, I say it's a co-headlining tour but there is a third band which those of you that are lucky enough to get there early you'll see the treatment uh, we drove about five hours into Virginia and uh, I was I will admit eating a corn dog and some french fries when the treatment was on stage <laughs> well why don't we check out a track from the treatment we'll play some new crew and some new kiss you're listening to the kiss room this is Nothing to lose but our minds from the treatment in the kiss room on Monco Radio where music and minds meet. Yeah, you're 
Here's some new crew. It's the new single from the crew. Here's the new single from Kiss coming off a of monster, Hell or Hallelujah, on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet.
Feature on the Kiss Room. This is Super Fan Andy's Wicked Awesome Kiss Cruise Commentary. Okay, on the phone is Super Fan Andy Moyen calling in all the way from Massachusetts. Andy, welcome to the Kiss Room. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Wicked awesome. A New England thing. Wicked cool awesome. That. Now, that's a Massachusetts thing. Wicked awesome. Yeah, it's a New England thing. Wicked England awesome. Thing. <laughs> so, everybody knows you're a super fan of Kiss. I mean, when did you discover the band and how did you get into Kiss? Uh, actually, uh, where I grew up, the whole neighborhood was into them. And I was actually younger than a lot of the fans are already into them. So, you know, he used to go to those people's houses and you see all these old pictures where they take the magazines and get them all over the walls and all that stuff. And uh, basically that's how it got started. And my uncle actually gave me uh, Dress to Kill. It was my really first, first album. He gave it to me on my birthday. And it happens to, that's the day the album came out on my birthday, you know. That's perfect. And I was like five years old. So ever since then, it's taken off and it hasn't stopped. <laughs> well, now everybody in the Kiss world knows you as that you have an insane amount of collectibles. And in the Kiss Palace, that we have seen pictures of online, including the Kiss toilet seat. But really, could you pick out of your whole collection? What are your favorite pieces that you have? Oh, geez, that's a tough one. Oh, there's so many good pieces and just stuff. It all depends on the era, too, because when you got them, how old you were. Uh, right now, the closest one I can say, the newest thing would be the casket. I think people, the Kiss casket really either freaks people out. I mean, it even freaked uh, Eric Singer when I brought the piece down on the inside to uh, have him sign after I had him sign and I told him what it was, and he was even kind of freaked out by it. That's, that was pretty good. <laughs> you know, he... I think out of, the, and out of the oldest stuff, I think most people will say the Kiss pinball machine. So I got one of those, and... Um, I don't know, meeting Eric Carr at the time back there before he had passed away down at a Kiss convention, he just showed up and getting stuff signed from him. I mean, there's so much stuff in different eras and different times and just crazy. That's fantastic. <laughs> and so really the reason why we're talking today that you're really excited about the Kiss Cruise, you're organizing some things, and what can you tell us about that? Yeah, there's uh, the Kiss Cruise is, uh, you know, as everybody knows, it's October 31st, and uh, there's a lot of people coming in on the 20th, October 29th and October 30th to get uh, get all psyched up and have a little couple of pre-parties. And um, we have a couple of stuff uh, set up, and a couple of people have some stuff set up, and uh, I said I would uh, help uh, announce some stuff. So uh, I will uh, give out the uh, the info. Uh, the first one I'll just give out is uh, there's one on October 30th at the Trade Winds, starting at 9 o'clock. It's in the uh, Bayside Marketplace, Zone A, Level 1. And that's on uh, 
You can find uh, that more information on Kiss Cruise Maniacs. That's uh, Anthony, or they call him Ant-Man. You can find that on his stuff. Hopefully, they'll have some more stuff. That's all I know from that one. Also, there's another party. It's called the Kiss Cruises Bon Voyage Party on October 30th at the Hard Rock in Section E in the Bayside Marketplace. Full details disclosed on 8-6. So everybody go check out that on the Kiss Cruises Facebook page. Plans includes a couple more surprises. You don't want to miss it out. And also, please go to their website, uh, the Facebook page, uh, RSVP for the party. Uh, they got some big plans happening. I know that. And then uh, we have another party that's... Uh, Held on by Jeff Hopkins, a.k.a. White Trash from Washington State, my good buddy that's helped me out. He's kind of uh, my lone partner there. He's kind of quiet, but he's, he's, <laughs> he's helped me out a lot, <laughs> believe it or not. And uh, basically, uh, him and I, uh, we just happened to pick uh, the holiday in and then it kind of went with the gene thing. So we're calling it the Living in Sin Party on October 29th, so I think it's 7 o'clock. Like I said, at the Holiday Inn in the bar area. Uh, everybody's welcome, kids, adults, it's all open, and um, we're going to have lots of fun, and, uh, you know, more details will be announced on, uh, actually, I'm going to break the news on your uh, radio show, man, on August 24th. I'll give you all the super, super details, we're still working a couple things out, so um, you can check out, we also have a, uh, Jeff and myself made a Facebook group set up for more info on the party on the 29th, it's called the Kiss Cruise Free Free Meet and Greet. And, uh, and if anybody's still looking for a hotel that's, like, right there in the area, I mean, the Hard Rock's across the hall, like across the street, uh, there's still rooms available at the Hard Rock. You can uh, email at miaa at soundhospitality.com or call 1-800-526-5666 and use the code SK1 or Kiss Group, or you can use even my thing. It's called Super Kiss Fan Andy, and uh, they know that we're all coming down and uh, we're ready to party. <laughs> you know, that's it sounds fantastic, and I know anybody that's listening that's going on the cruise, they are psyched, and it's cool that you're getting all these meet and greets because it really is a gathering of the nations. I mean, you figure you have Kiss fans from all over the world meeting for this and then heading out on the cruise. I will be on a tugboat. Paddling along behind because I can't afford to go. But hey, you know it's good fun. And the nice thing is you're really getting everybody involved with the Facebook pages. The one question I have for you: What's the difference between a Kiss Cruiser and a Kiss Cruise Maniac? Uh, I don't know. It's just just uh, one page was made up, and then somebody else made another page up. There's just so many pages and so many stuff. Um, one was uh, the Kiss Cruise Maniacs. I guess it was the first, uh, potentially the first uh, Kiss Cruise. Facebook page, and then somebody else made another one, and now there's different groups and different things. But uh, a lot of people get together and uh, at the end and have a good time. And that's all it's about is getting together and have a good time. That was Jeff and I's kind of plan. I mean, especially from people, like you said, from all over the world. And I guess uh, they're even having more people this year come for the cruise. So it's good to meet people ahead of time, just like last year. Every meeting was the first time. So everybody's kind of like, okay, this is who this is. This is it. But this year, I think it's going to be even more special and bigger. And uh, we got some good plans heading. <laughs> That's awesome. And everybody knows each other from social network, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And the fact that you can get everybody together with these parties is fantastic. So you mentioned you're going to be living in sin at the Holiday Inn. Um, everybody tune in next month for Andy's next Kiss Report. Thanks for joining us in the Kiss Room. And why don't okay. we go into living in sin at the Holiday Inn for all Kiss Cruise maniacs and cruisers. You're listening to The Kiss Room on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. I know you write me sexy letters.
from Massachusetts for his wicked awesome update. And yeah, you heard that right. I'll be in my Kiss kayak paddling along because you know what, Andy? Everybody needs to get away here on the Kiss Room on Monco Radio where music and minds meet.
Darren said it on the Facebook page. There's never enough time for Kiss. There's never enough. Amato Radio, where music and minds meet. Get 
Yeah, never enough. Always a lot of kiss here in the kiss room. And then coming up at four, we're going to be talking to Bruce Kulik calling in on the phone. Frank. Yeah, Bruce is in uh, Ontario tonight uh, with Grand Funk Railroad playing Casino Rama. And he'll also be at the Orlando Kiss Convention August 5th, where he'll be one lucky fan will have a chance to win an ESP blue acoustic guitar from Bruce Kulik. So how about that? Anybody listening in that area, you got to check that out. We can't wait to see who wins that. Post a picture in the Kiss Room. We're hearing from a lot of Bruce fans today that all want to hear some definite Bruce Kulik hits that they love. This one's for Cassius. It's Hell or High Water in the Kiss Room on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet.
Okay, you're listening to The Kiss Room. I want to make a quick mention for anybody really in the Philly or Jersey area that there's coming up on Thursday, August 2nd, is at the Rebel Rock Bar at 100 Spring Garden Street in Philadelphia. It's an acoustic kiss cover jam. Okay, say that. Acoustic kiss cover jam. And you have members of Clashing Plaid. You have members of Juliet's Vice. More just people. Really what it is is just a lot of the local bands, guys that are good friends. Everybody's a friend. Getting together, jamming on Kiss tunes. It's like all the coolest people that you know, and they're all, all going to be there, and you should be there too. So that's Thursday, August 2nd at the Rebel Rock Bar, 100, 100 Spring Garden Street, Philadelphia. Uh, you know, obviously, it's just something they're kind of, it's an impromptu thing. They get together, everybody's just jamming on Kiss. You can go to rebelphiladelphia.com for all the info, and really, it might even sound something like this. You know, you never know. And you're in the Kiss Room on Monco Radio where music and minds meet.
at Kiss Army. Tell all your friends. Coming up next, top of the hour, Bruce Kulick will be on the phone with us in the Kiss Room. Tell all your friends right now.
right, KISS Army. You wanted the best. You got the best. I'm Matt Porter, broadcasting live here in Bluebell, PA, Montgomery County Community College. You're tuned into Monco Radio. It's about 4 o'clock. Coming up on the phone right now, none other than Bruce Kulik himself. And I'm going to turn the microphone over to you, Frank. You've interviewed Bruce before. Fantastic. And I'm going to let you interview him now on our phone right now, Mr. Bruce Kulik. Hey, Bruce. Welcome to the Kiss Room. Hey, thanks for having me. How's it going? It's going well. It's going well. Uh, what have you been up to? Well, uh, you know, summertime is certainly um, when Grand Funk has got gigs every weekend. Um and, you know, some people think that uh, we go on tour, like, with the bus and, you know, leave for months. But it, it's just these dates that we fly out to on the weekend. Sometimes we have a Friday and a Saturday show or a Saturday-Sunday show. But and they're all like casinos or, or festival dates or county right. fair things. And, um, you know, I love playing with the band. It's my 12th year now. And uh, it's kind of nice, too, because I'm able to be home and uh, during the week. But I've been, you know, obviously busy with that, and um, I just put out a limited edition of my uh, first solo record, Audio Dog. Uh, sadly, a couple months ago, my dog that was with me um, nearly 15 years passed away. He was almost 17. I heard and, that. Uh, yeah, Sorry to hear and, that, Bruce. Yeah, uh, thanks. I mean, and anyone, even if you're not a pet lover, uh, you know, understands the bond that uh, yep. owners have with their, especially the dogs, even though I have some people that are like, as crazy about their cats as a dog, but let's face it, the dog, you gotta get him out, you gotta walk him, you gotta, right. you know, you know, you know, uh, he's gonna go drive him with you, uh, and, and he can go just about anywhere with you. I never took him on the road, people used to ask, but, uh, will you have Joe with you? You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. oh, excuse me, I'm not gonna torture him with, uh, with, with a, a gig in 95 degrees, you know, outside in, in, in you know, in Indiana, all right, come on. But anyway, he, he had a great life, and ironically, uh, the first record, which was kind of named after him, the whole idea of uh, um, Audio Dog came up with, um, I love music and audio, of course, and uh, and then all of a sudden I had a dog in my life. I didn't go to an adoption place to find a dog. He kind of just walked up to me one day. Uh, he was kind of on a trek from wherever he lived across the street, and it turned out that the uh, adoption place said, uh, you, you know, not to return him. Once I reported him and all, and I started to bond with him because he got out a couple of times from these, this, this owner's home, you know what I mean? Right. So it was kind of meant to be that I'd be with him, and there he was, you know, in the studio, and, and there he was, my, my, my best friend, you know. Right. So um, I, I was always getting low on the audio dog stock. Uh, I probably sold close to 10,000 of that first CD, which is great for someone selling, you know, primarily from their home and expos and things like that. But, right. Um, you know, back in the day, what I mean, back in the day, like maybe four years ago, five years ago, <laughs> if you wanted to run a CD, you'd have to you'd have to order a thousand. You know what I mean? They didn't right. want to do a short run. And now with the CD shrinking, the market of of you know people holding physical product, uh, now of course it's a lot easier to get smaller numbers. But ironically, you know, when you do those thousand runs, you wind up with leftover booklets and the J cards. Okay. Right. And um, and I did. I had about, you know, like over 300 of them, and you know, from the different thousands runs that I did. So I realized, okay, um, what do I do? Do I try to order another batch regular? But no, I said, uh, well, look, you know, Joe passed away. Let me do a limited edition. 
using um, 495, which was a instrumental that I put on the EP when I first pre-released it. I put out a little EP teasing with a couple of other you know songs that were on Audio Doc, right. and then I, I I I got very aggressive about looking for. Well, I used to kind of sing to Joe, you know, sometimes very very. Um, very in, in a silly way, you know, just like right. in the kitchen with a little tape recorder. Unfortunately, um, I did find one that actually was constructed like a real song, you know, because sometimes they were just Joe Eat Your Food, you know, which was kind of silly. <laughs> uh, but but this one actually had a, a, a kind of structure, and it's definitely kind of a, a just a beatly kind of like, instead of Oh Yoko, it's Oh Joe Joe, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and uh, my friend was able to like kind of clean it up a little bit, and uh, master it so that I could include it. And uh, at the very end, we uh, edited in Joe kind of, he would do this funny kind of growl, even though he was barely uh, eight pounds, you know, like if I get near his food, he, he'd give a little growl. So we kind of added in his voice, you know, which uh, I tell you, when I put up the tribute video that a buddy of mine did of all the photos along to one of the songs from BK3, and then at the very end, you hear me kind of talking to him a little bit. You know, everybody was just like, if you weren't already crying from just looking at the, the photos and the music, you know, certainly when you heard him talking, you know, that, that got people like really teary-eyed, you know, so. Right. But it's really out of respect and my love to him, and, and uh, there's only 330 copies. I've, I've sold already a third in a week, so I was really pleased with that. And I'm not worried about selling them out, you know, but uh, and with the CD, you get a uh, this postcard of these photos. There's information on my website, Kulik.net, and or via the, the Facebook pages. So um, I'm really proud of, uh, y you know, the fact that I could uh, do once again some other uh, – um, tie in with my relationship with him because he's such a big part of my life for so long. You know? Yeah. Well, they become I mean, part of your family, idea. Bruce, you know? Yeah, he was part of the family. And, and you know, look, I, and you know I'm part of the Kiss family, so I'm still close to Dean and Paul. And could you believe could you believe both of them sent me emails so I heard about, you know, Joe? You know, I'm so sorry, you know? Oh, that I was... was uh, I knew Gene really knew Joe pretty well because I brought him up there a few times. You know, when we worked on stuff, like the song for BK3, I brought Joe along. I mean, his last year and a half, he was too senior to take everywhere, you know what I mean? Right. But uh, And then the same week, Paul even sent one. And, you know, I, don't, I can't even think about the last time Paul saw him. I know I know Paul has met, met Joe, but it had to been like a long time ago, you know what I mean? Right. So that, but that was really sweet. You know, I was very impressed. But they knew... They knew that that was my son, you know, I mean, that he was right. my, my, my boy. So I was very, very, uh, I was very touched by the fact that they reached out to me. That was real cool. Now, you said uh, on your website that he came to you at a very difficult time in your life. Can you explain? Well, I mean, think about it. You know, I was in KISS um, at that point, right. uh, 12 years, um, and then all of a sudden, um, and I was married, too, up until... Um, well, we started to separate, uh, Christina and I, in 95, in September. Right. So we were already done with the uh, Unplugged performance, okay, although okay. it aired in October, right. you know, the MPV, and the convention tour was done. And now we were thinking about the Carnival of Souls record, um, and now I'm um, kind of like, for the next year, I, was, I went through some major changes from the end of 95 to the end of 96 being um, uh, Kiss, of course, announcing the reunion tour, and of course, not needing Eric and I, right. and um, and then um, me realizing, well, just like a kind of trial separation, that I probably would never really be happy with her, 
you know, right. and that I needed to get a divorce. So that's pretty heavy, and you know that's going to sure. cost money. And and now what am I going to do post Kiss? I mean, Kiss was really cool in the fact that they they kept paying me for a year, you know, so that gave me a you know a, a nice you know kind of foundation of where to re- rebuild from, you know. Right. But um, I think you get you get what I'm saying. It's it, uh, it, it those are big changes in someone's life, you know. So sure. Joe came about. He he walked in like like a half a year past that. By then, I was living with uh, this guy Kurt Cuomo at his home because he was going through a divorce. So he had room in his house, and right. we were you know writing music. And uh, in fact, that's how I got involved with uh, Psycho Circus too because he was involved with Paul for Psycho Circus album. Um, uh, and and you know so those are all those kind of changes. And it was it was hard for me. I mean I. I, you know, I'm not the type to go into uh, uh, drink, drugs and drinking and stuff like that, like some people would do when things get tough. I, right. I was certainly kind of like, um, uh, you know, introverted and, and, and a little shell-shocked, uh, like, what do I do? Of course, starting the band uh, Union with John Karabi was, was a source of uh, where I could put my energy, you know, but when it came to... Um, kind of like security and love, you know what I mean? Right. I was kind of like pretty frightened, you know? Sure. And, and you know how hard it is to start a, a band from the ground up compared to being part of the Kiss Machine. You know? Right. It's more difficult now than ever. Yeah, and even now. But, you know, even then it was just kind of like, what am I going to do? Right. So um, all I can say is that, you know, having um, having a, a loving pet who's just looking for that, you know, um, you know, love and and and, uh, and and you know the kind of bonding, you know, the way you do with an animal. Um, it took my mind off of some of those kind of like bad thoughts, you know. And I and I think some people uh, they really do get great um, relief from having an animal. You know what I mean? Because sure. the, the the pet, the pet, you know, any action that you put towards an animal. Um, uh, first of all, they're going to return it in, in unconditional love. We know that. Yes. Uh, um, and and that's taking away from you feeling kind of like maybe depressed or 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 oh woe is me. You know what I mean? That kind of right. stuff. Because you're caring for something. You know. So um, I I found it, him to be kind of like a, uh, the universe gave me this gift to uh, to care for him. You know what I mean? So I didn't have to worry about me. You know what I mean, and and we thrived together. We really did. I was able to turn around. Uh, what the hell am I going to be do- doing? You know what I mean. Um, you get what I'm saying. You know. Sure. It, it, all of a sudden, I was busy, and I was uh, accomplishing what I wanted to, which was get a record deal for Union, put out a quality record. In fact, we did. We did actually three, including the live one, and and a DVD. Uh, and and of course, you know, my life moved on. You know, I mean, and then the solo records and. Then I joined Grand Funk, and and he was a part of all that, you know. Yeah. So uh, you know, it, it, it really, uh, I have. I, it was a life lesson for me because, uh, uh, like I said, I wasn't looking for an animal. He just kind of walked in into my life, so I was very, very grateful. Bruce, if you can just hang on the line, why don't we take a chance to listen to a track from the Audio Dog CD? This is "Changes Coming" on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet.
are back in the Kiss Room with Bruce Kulick. Getting into Revenge, uh, this year marks the 20th anniversary of Revenge. I know this is one of your favorite albums. Oh, absolutely. Um, and many say it's, it's, it's one of the best Kiss records in the catalog. Um, you still feel the same way about that record that you did, to, that you did back then? I mean, I even like kind of appreciated it even more revisiting right. it. You know, I was first asked early in the year to go to Australia to do. I did a couple of shows in in, the, in my two favorite uh, venues over there in Sydney and Melbourne. But the uh, chain that I like to work with is Billy Hyde's uh, Allen's Music Chain. Um, they were um, they didn't want just the same kind of performance that I did before for them. So their angle was, uh, and this is what kind of started it, was uh, the guy that, that books me there remembered that it's 20 years, you know, with revenge, and said, can you do something revenge? And wow, a bell went off in my head, because not only could I do that, I have these, like, really rare, you know, um, samples and, and rough mixes and early versions, and Ezra specifically gave them to me to hold on to. That was back in the days of dat tapes, you know what I mean? Right. Of course, I backed, I backed them up and everything, but so revisiting those and seeing the, uh, shall I say, the uh, evolution of, of Revenge, and there I was making notes on everything, you know, and studying all of them, you know, so I would travel uh, on the plane with my iPod with you know, the final version, these these all these rough parts and the samples and I took notes and I wound up doing a two and a half hour clinic at, at each of the two stores in, in Australia that I hardly had to play. I was just basically playing off my iPad, you know, these, these parts that I explained. Now look at the evolution of the lyrics here and look at this and you see how this isn't as good a hook as what was on the record. And that's why this record took a year to record. And that's why this record will stand the test of time and, and be certainly the best non-makeup, in my opinion, yeah. uh, Kiss record, or at least in, in the top five of their whole catalog, period, you know. So yeah. um, I love the record. And, uh, in fact, I, I just recently wrote Ezrin again, uh, reminding him to check out my, my, my visit to Revenge and, and thanking him again for just such an incredible experience working with him. It, it's a fantastic album. I listened to it on the way into the studio this morning, and it, mm -hmm. I still have bruises on my ass from it. It's just, yeah, I, it's yeah. just one of those Kiss right. records that you just you can't put down. You know, and I, and I have to say that a lot of my inspiration for BK3, even though I'm not trying to say I was doing a, a revenge album, but the approach that my producer friend Jeremy and I took to the record was. We didn't care how long it would take and how many times we had to redo something, um, which is the way Ezrin works, you know. Right. Um, we were going to just, like, try to, you know, just just do the best we could. And um, and, and I, I really am very proud of BK3, and I'm not trying to say it's 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 my revenge record, if you get what I mean, as a solo right. artist with, with special guests, but that was my inspiration, you know, for it. And I think that's a... I mean, it's a really high bar. It's just like somebody who's like, if you're in a Beatley kind of band, all right, all the Beatle records are holy and precious, but you'd probably say, okay, we're going to make our Sgt. Pepper now, or we're going to make our Abbey Road. You know what I mean? Right. You know, because everyone knows that those were like groundbreaking, you know, uh, you know, massively influential records. So Revenge really will always represent um, the finest of of that version of the band. And, you know, there's highlights on all the records I did for that. But sure. um, that, that record between Ezrin's direction and the fact that the band was really hungry to make a make a, 
a kind of well, that's what the title's about. You know, it's, it was our revenge. You thought, you thought right. we're just, you know, whatever. We're not, you know, and that's why the, all those songs really stand up. Was it difficult for you to come in and record revenge after suffering the loss of Eric Carr? Yeah, I talked about it in that in that you know my web message blog thing. Uh, I was kind of happy that. I'd rather work than mourn, you know what right. I mean? And it was kind of ironic that they threw the Eric song at me once the reality of, like, okay, we lost him, and now here you go, you know? And it didn't need vocals. It didn't need uh, some of the other instruments. So there I am. I'm the one working, you know what I mean? So it was right. kind of weird. And I listened back to it, and it was kind of funny. I could even tell in my playing I was still kind of like a wreck, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Because that wasn't, uh, that was a, 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 a you know, you know, funerals are sad, no matter how you know, be, be it a family member or a, a band member. But um, you know, it's just when someone's like forty-one, it's just always just real. I know, so, doesn't seem fair. Yeah, you understand it when my dad passed away at ninety-one, and yeah, it was hard for me at the funeral and everything. But come on, you know, he lived a really full life. You know, what I mean, and for right. Eric to die at forty-one, it was just a horrible thing. No, I entered. Interviewed you in 1995. It was before the, the official Kiss convention tour, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you were very adamant and very adamant about finishing Carnival of Souls. Was the band kind of dragging its feet in recording well, yeah, that and, album? And, because you, and, right? I'll well, never story, forget that. Yeah, the story was unbeknownst to me, or even Eric Singer. The MTV Unplugged um, was pushing um, a reunion tour. You know what I mean? They they were actually kind of being discussed at the same time, and I was unaware of that. Right. Okay? So in 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 no short term, uh, I mean, what I I think their their like direction and their focus, Gene and Paul, were the potential of this reunion tour. And so that put kind of like this recording commitment, which they already made with the record company, um, on the back burner. And I remember one time having a conversation with Gene, uh, when are we recording? You know what I mean? Because it right. just seemed very unlike them. And and Gene got on the horn and, and booked a studio, and then we were recording. You know, and I'm not saying that the record started because of me, but I think I kind of reminded them, all right, I'm not in on the fact that they're trying to get a contract out of Peter and Ace, you know right. what I'm saying? And that next year could be a reunion tour. Right. But how smart is it for them as businessmen to go like, those guys are wild cards. We don't know if they're ever going to agree to what we're trying to figure out here, right? In the meantime, we have a functioning band. Right. So we better get to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I really think the record was done out of the commitment and the threat of making sure that Ace and Peter didn't think they had them over a barrel. Right. And that always made sense to me. Uh, now, it, it got to the point, of course, towards the end that they couldn't hide it anymore and contracts were signed, and that's when they had the conversation with uh, with Eric and I about the new tour. And, of course, I hated the fact that really bad versions of that record got out. I never liked the mixes. Uh, by that point, their focus wasn't really great. Toby Wright, who's a talented guy, he did the best he could, but you know he wasn't getting along with Gene. Paul was definitely in like I got to get in shape for the reunion tour land. You know what I mean? Right, and, right. And the whole thing. In other words, um, 
it, it wasn't the favorite kid anymore. You know, usually when you're working on a record, that's your focus. That's that's like your your number one. Absolutely, you know? yeah. And it became the number two. And for that, I apologized to the fans that there was nothing I could do about like doing the mixes the way they should be heard. You know, on that record because there was some really good stuff. So not only was it a kind of heavy, dark, you know, kind of record to begin with, but then it was mixed kind of weird too. Right. But Again, uh, I know why it lost that focus, you know, because it wasn't it wasn't the priority. The priority then became them coordinating. What, what of course, rightfully so, became a, a huge thing for them, you know, both financially and for the future of Kiss. Right. Exactly. Did yeah. you did you have a feeling at the taping of Unplugged, or did you did you feel that before? Before the Unplugged show? Uh... Well, I was always aware they could do a reunion, and I knew that whenever I'd hear reports about Peter and Ace, like, struggling in clubs and stuff, and then having, like, financial problems, it would be like, if I was Ace, wouldn't I be begging Gene and Paul? You know what I mean? If I was Peter, wouldn't I be saying, hey, I'm clean now, I'm, uh, come on. You know what I mean? Right. And then, and right. then knowing time was on their side in the sense of... Um, you know, everything seems to be really hip 20 years later, right? Right. You know? uh, and and that's when it was, you know what I mean? It was like, you know, uh, you, you know, those guys started to really take off in 75, and here it was, 95, okay? So it was pretty natural. The biggest shock was Eric's reaction, because Eric just never thought they'd ever play with Peter Chris. Well, you know, Peter did what he could. And right. uh, and he wasn't going to last anyway, so you know there you go. <laughs> if you had been asked to rejoin Kiss after Ace left, would you have worn his makeup? You know, I'm kind of glad I, I didn't have to make that decision. As a gig, I mean, it would I miss being in Kiss, and it would be right. fun to be, you know, playing for these huge crowds and and and, and doing all the exciting things that Kiss does. But I do feel I'd be pooping on my 12 years, you know what I mean? Right. And, um, and for that, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, like, okay about it, you know? Clearly, um, Tommy was the right choice if they really wanted an ace kind of clone, if you get what I'm saying. I'm not, and right. I'm no disrespect to Tommy, because... No, 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 it is what it is, Bruce. Yeah, and the guy absolutely um, knows Ace's riffs like more like Ace than I care to know them. You know, right. I don't feel like I, and I don't think I ever raped his solos. I think I represented them pretty well. But you get what I mean. Yeah, but so you have I, your own I, feel. You, know, you have, yeah, you know. exactly. And I miss being in the band, but I, I have no regrets about becoming Ace in the band. And it was a little nerve wracking when I knew that Ace was causing major problems. At right. one point, I was getting a little like kind of like, oh boy, what happens if they ask? I got this good gig with. Grand Funk, all right, yeah, Kiss could probably bring me more money and everything, but I'd be in makeup. And then my other bad thought was the fact that they had Eric, and then they put Peter back in the seat. Right. And then what, you know, I mean, so like, what do I do? I, I leave Grand Funk, which obviously it, it proved to me recently that, hey, now I've been my 12th year with them. You know what I mean? That's great. Right. You, know? Um, you know, but what would happen? And then Ace gets, you know, his his um, relationship healthy again goes back in the band you know in fact i can tell you i don't know this as a fact but i am sure that he's tried to get back in the band again recently okay right. and they've just reached reached that point where it's just like no not worth it not fact, worth I it think, i think for 
Gene and Paul to show the success that they've created without Ace and Peter is, you know, kind or not, a, a sweet revenge for them. That's all. Right. Now, could you ever imagine Kiss in 2012 still touring and recording? I mean, um, it, it kind of yeah, blows my mind, I, Bruce. I, I know, but when I think of, you know, and again, you know, when you're in the band, you may think, yeah, this will be, even when I joined in 84, I kind of used to think, uh, well, I don't think this will last more than like five or six years, you know, and then I'm in the band 12 years, okay? Right. Um, you got to look at the other, you know, really big, big stars in the music business, like uh, McCartney and the Stones and ACDC and, and uh, Rush, and, and they're all still out there doing it, so right. why not? Why not? And thank God, because there's really nothing classic coming up. I know, I know. You know, I mean, it seems I'm like... I'm really glad I was part of that era, because that yeah. era still actually means something, and I'd hate to be a new band trying to try something right now, you know. So, uh, classic rock will always live. I, I look at it, you know, like it will, it will always live just to like the way, you know, we're always going to have Mozart and Beethoven, too, and we're always going to have Sinatra and, and Dean Martin. You get what I mean? Yeah. It's always going to be there. It's always going to be there. Do you ever foresee a final KISS show with all KISS members, including yourself? Or do you th uh, get in together uh, for know. a show? I mean, it, it, you know, I, I mean, I, I've, I've heard that sentiment before, and I have no clue. No clue. You know, I, I, I don't think they have any plans to hang it up. And even then, as much as they respect me, I, I, you know, and, and I know that they, there's some affection for certain parts of, you know, you know, my era, you know, they, they just did Crazy Nights in Oslo. Well, they had to. That song was a huge hit there, you know what right. I mean? Do they prefer doing it? Probably not. I mean, if I was them, I'd be closing the show where God gave rock and roll, not rock and roll all night, you know what I mean? Right. Because I think it's, it's even a better song. Not, not that it's a bigger song, but I think it's, 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 it's again, an amazing anthem. Um, you know, uh, I, I, just, I just don't know what the last page of the, of the you know, kind of their journey is going to be but look great thing is that i'm part of their um you know part of the family so yeah and i'm on good terms with them so, so what's next for bruce kulik well you know obviously this year i still have a lot of dates uh, for grand funk on the on the on the books there's a there's a, an expo that i'm working on i'll be in orlando um on the uh, i believe it's the 5th of august right it's kind of like a you know, it's not only Kiss, it's going to be going to celebrate the Beatles and, and Elvis, which is kind of cool. Those are three icons of rock and roll, you know. And then um, there's another one I'm trying to work out later in the year. You know, I do work with Fantasy Camp, which I love, the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Right. You should visit uh, rockcamp.com. I've met and, and played, and, you know, not only has, uh, you know, of course, Paul done it a couple of times as a special guest, but... Uh, Gene's going to do one now in October in Vegas, so it's very exciting. Yeah, uh, that's what I I'm, hear. I'm, right. I'm hoping I could do that one, uh, but I have to, you know, I'm always, like, careful not to book something until I get a little closer because of uh, I don't want to prevent Grand Funk from getting, you know, some dates that weekend. You right, know what I mean? right. So uh, I'm very, very uh, excited with how how much networking I do through uh the, the, the fantasy camp, and I meet a lot of uh, really interesting people that way, some talented ones and just some, you know, lawyers and doctors and accountants that are very successful, but they're, you know, they're good guitar players, not great. Some of them are really good. Some of them are, like, not that great, but it's fun to see them, their passion for the instrument, you know what I mean? And, and 
watched him learn from me. You know what I mean? So, right. Um, I, I always get a lot of pleasure out of that. Besides the fact I get to jam with some of my heroes, too, from, from Jack Bruce to Roger Daltrey to Dickie Betts to, you know, meeting John Anderson and Todd Rongren, and the list goes on and on. It's crazy. So um, I'll, I'll be hopefully doing um, the one in October as well. Later in the year, I, I usually try to book something where I'll go to Europe, you know, and uh, I haven't booked anything yet. But um, And I look forward to doing some more stuff with John Caraba. We, we seem to have this real good energy when we do the uh, acoustic shows together, you know. Right. Uh, which is simple to book. It's not a lot of aggravation with bringing a lot of gear and, and um, you, you know, the intimacy of it, especially if you know you're going to have a crowd of a couple hundred people. Uh, we still really, you know, rock it, you know what I mean? And I'm very, very, uh, very excited about um, the reaction that we, we've gotten. And we may even be able to do it in America, too. Um, we've only done it overseas. You know, I, I, I don't need to remind you the international power of right. this. You know I mean? but, but, um, John is it, from it, these both. parts. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. He's, he's that's right. from Norristown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Montgomery now, County. Uh, he's living in um, Nashville, you know, now. But um, he, he's, and I think he'll join me at that expo in Orlando, actually. So I'm, oh, I'm, that'd be I'll great. Yeah. And then you know, you know, I'll look at trying to get over to South America again later in the year or the top of next year. You know, uh, and I am going to start writing, you know, new stuff for for another solo record. Uh, I've done some sessions this year, and I got kind of got my uh, interest, if you know what I'm saying. You know? Right. So, but I, you know, look, I'm always a phone call away. I never know what's going to happen. You know. Right. You know, or, or nowadays it's an email. You know. <laughs> <laughs> My it's like setting up our time change, uh, right? Yeah, times have changed exactly. So yeah, we, uh, just just let everybody you know know to visit my website and the Facebook, and you know it's easy to get a hold of me. And you know uh, I, that that part of the internet I really like. The obviously the part that people don't want to buy product. Right. That part I don't like. You know. But uh, <laughs> anyway, what can I do? Yeah, you just go to Kulik dot net. You can get yep. your all your Bruce Kulik records. Get the trilogy, get the limited edition of Audio Dog with the two extra tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce is out on the road with Grand Funk this summer. Yeah, the schedule's on there, so if we're playing near you, believe me, if you're not sure who the band is, it's a, it's a terrific group, and you know some of these songs. All, oh. all the Kiss fans, they're always like, I don't know if I know any of the songs, and I start like singing a, a little bit of, some, of a couple of the choruses. Oh, I didn't know that was Grand Funk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, so you I know who Grand Funk is. <laughs> good, good, good. Okay. Well, I think we got a date in Pennsylvania. I don't think there's anything in New Jersey yet, but, you know, we, we do have some stuff out that way. So. Yeah, you have a date in <laughs> Pennsylvania, uh, August 18th, at the Mount mm-hmm. Airy Casino in Mount Pocono, Pennsylvania. Right. Yeah, the Poconos are nice. That, that's yeah. fun. Okay. All right, buddy. Well, All right, I hope, uh, Bruce. It was I wish great you having you. Show. No problem. And, uh, you know, just, we'll, you know. Let me know how things go. You know how to reach me, and uh, I want to thank everybody for their support, you know, and your support. All right. Uh, you take care, Frank. Right, Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Woo! Wow. Uh, Frank, that was kick-ass. Uh, Bruce is a great guy. He really is. You know what? That's so cool that he would take the time to call in with us. Uh, obviously, like he said, everybody check out Kulik.net. Um, Bruce will be at the Orlando Kiss Expo August 5th. 
Thanks to all the Bruce fans that were tuned in. We got a ton of messages from people that were just so positive about, wow, we can't wait to hear Bruce. So let's take a listen to Hand of the King. This is off BK3 with Nick Simmons on the vocals. And you're listening to The Kiss Room.
Wow. Okay, that was Bruce Kulik off BK3 with Nick Simmons. Tommy Kissfreak commented, he sounds just like Gene. Imagine that. He does sound just like Gene. That was one hell of a well, cool interview. Son. You know what? <laughs> that was an awesome interview with Bruce. And so certainly I want you to tell everybody, you know, Kiss Mask fanzine that you created back in, what, 1987? Seven as a printed I mean, it's fanzine. Yeah. Printed fanzine. It's still online. Tell everybody that address. It's kissmaskwebzine.blogspot.com. So you can and find out link, all the info. we got a link to the Facebook page there, and uh, check us out. So Kiss Mask, of course, you can find all that stuff. And really, I just want to give a shout-out to everybody that really helps support this. People like Ken and Gary on the Kiss the Podcast, my friends. These guys are great. They're the ones that really they help me get started. You know, Cassius at Creatures of the Net. You know, I did his show. That's how I kind of got started in doing a lot of these radio shows. Everybody who's checking in via the Kiss Fact. I mean, it's a, a more hardcore group you couldn't find. Um, you know, all the Facebook groups. Barbara's got Kiss Anonymous. I got Kiss Army Pennsylvania. Oh, there's tons of Kiss. All the Kiss Cruise pages. All this stuff. You know, really, that's the most fun thing about this is getting to connect with people from all over the planet who just want to talk about Kiss. We want to celebrate it. And it's a great community. It's the, it really it's the most fun people. You're going to see them all on the tour. You're going to sit next to them. And Rob requested this one. I can't think of a more appropriate song to kind of tie all my blabbering together because we are one. It's the Kiss Army, and you're in the Kiss Room on Monco Radio where music and minds meet. Yeah. 
How about that? Kiss Army. You know what? I just got a friend a, a message from Ken saying the Kiss Fact is blowing up on the message board all about that interview. That was a kick-ass oh. interview. You really did a great job. Well, thank you. Certainly. Yeah, I, uh, I owe it all to Bruce, though. I owe it all to Bruce. Yeah, thanks again to Bruce for calling in. He really gave us some good stuff. I mean, that's really... Uh, I'm glad everybody's tuned in. I'm glad that everybody on the Kiss Fact is uh, taking note and everybody all around the world. Um, while I have your attention, since you're all tuned in for just, we have about 10 more minutes, uh, we've got two things that are going on. One, I want to send a shout out to Michelle, who um, you got to check her out on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash ace.artist.gallery. Okay, she does all original artwork. Pretty much all the classics. It's Gene, it's Ace, it's Paul. It's the early stuff. She's not a big fan of the new lineup, but her artwork is awesome. So if you're thinking about you need a present for somebody, you want some original art, you got to check that out. That's on the Facebook page. She has a bunch of pages, but if you go to facebook.com slash ace.artist.gallery, you got to look that up. Um, Also... After this song, which is an ace song for Michelle, uh, I'm going to tell you how you can win a, a demon poster and we're, that we're going to give away on the next show. So here's a little ace demo audio video from 1985 on the Kiss Room.
You are in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio, where music minds meet. This two hours has flown by, I gotta say. And you heard, if you were listening at the start of the show, Andy talked about the next time he was going to do his Kiss Cruise commentary. It will be August 24th. That's our next show. It will be the back to school, since I work here at a school. We're broadcasting live from Montgomery County Community College here in Bluebell, PA. It'll be back to school slash... Gene Simmons' birthday bash, because, of course, the 25th will be Gene's birthday. So, with that in mind, I'm going to give away a Gene Simmons poster. If you go to the Facebook group, I posted a picture of it. It's simple. All you need to do is send an email to thekissroom at gmail.com. But you need to put demon poster in your subject line. That's the way that I will know that you were tuning in, that you listened. It's not just, you know, for anybody. It's for only those of you that are cool enough to be tuned in right now or listening to it on the podcast because I put it on my Podomatic page. They they link it up on the, the podcast, which is phenomenal. I got a ton of hits from that because everybody's a fan of that. The podcast rules. So it's the kind of thing where you had to be listening right now in the last couple minutes here of this show. You had to make it all the way to the end of this program or podcast in order to get that. That's the secret code. Ready? Demon poster. Put that in the subject line. The Kiss Room at gmail.com. Okay, real easy. Put your name, address, so I know where to send it if you're the winner. We're just going to choose it at random. I'm basically going to put all your names. Whoever sends an email, we'll print them all out. We'll put them in the confetti cannon here in the kiss room. Boom. Whichever one comes down closest to my nose, that's the winner. We'll announce it on that show. It's a Gene Simmons poster in honor of Gene Simmons' birthday on the birthday bash, and we'll announce it next month when we're back here in the kiss room. Okay, well, well Frank. I be, will I be allowed to enter? Or Frank, you're, I can't you're, enter, on, right? the, you're on I the show. I, I, you know, that's it's a good <laughs> point it's all rules are mine so uh you know any any rules are open to uh whatever i say because it's i'm in the kids room frank you're not eligible because you'll be yeah. here with me but the uh anybody if you're listening hopefully you'll <laughs> tune in next time hopefully you've enjoyed this this two hours flew by and i really appreciate you all tuning in any last words you want to say to the fans hey you know what kiss is in west palm tonight uh you kiss fans down there in florida have a blast Enjoy it. Have blow the roof off the place, and just everybody that's going to the shows, enjoy them. Enjoy them. I think that's the key. It really, we say it all the time, but it's all fun. And really, we're talking about blowing things up, and you know that you want to rock and roll all night and party every day. Drive us wild, we'll drive you crazy